Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for our guest today, Angela Litzinger. She is an amazing woman and I'm super excited for everything she has to share with us today. So this kind of kicks off our talking about the holiday season and getting into the holiday season and we're going to be talking about that for quite a number of weeks because I do believe that this season can frame our whole year if we really plan for it and live the way we want to feel during it and just really live our wildest dreams at this particular time of year. So I'm so, so excited to kick off this season talking about food because I know it's something that stresses you guys out. So Angela is a gluten-free and dairy-free expert. She's a cookbook author, and you'll hear on this episode that she's also part of the Flow 365 program, year-long program that I'm leading. So we get a little bit into that at the end. But she is really going to share how she has made food manageable. And you guys, it is um, unbelievable. I'm, I'm excited to follow her plan this year. And she doesn't stop at anything. She wants to help us as much as possible. So she literally is sharing how she plans, and she's actually sharing her plan. And she starts now so that during the holiday season when her kids are all home, she has older kids, so she just has one home and two gone, and her kids are home and families around, that she's not stressed, that she's not in the kitchen all the time if she doesn't want to, that she can really have fun with her family and not worry about all the things that she used to worry about in the kitchen. And she's giving all of that to us, and it's fascinating to hear how she thinks through it. And yeah, you guys, you just have to, this is such a juicy, great episode. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. So that leads me to the next part, which is tell us what you think about it. Come on over to Instagram. I will be sharing about it as this goes live in stories. There will be a post on it, which you can find and leave a comment on. You can go back and find that post and leave your comments as you do the work. Of course, you can always email us at mia at plansimplemeals.com. I would love you to join the conversation and to hear what you're going to do this holiday season to make your food feel a little more a little more easy. That's not how you say it. A little easier. All right. So that's happening. And check out the show notes for this episode. It's really important that you go to the show notes for this episode because that is where you can link to all of Angela's amazing things that she shared with us. So you just head on over to Plan Simple Meals, find the podcast link and click on it and you will find Angela's picture and you can link into the show notes that way. And we've sort of spelled it all out there. You can look at the doable changes and you can link on over to her full plan, which is what she's giving us. All right. So I also, we go into talking about 
Flow 365. And I allude to the fact that the doors will reopen in February. So we are on the second 90-day cycle right now with the woman who signed up for a year. And I'm going to open a second cohort as we hit the third cycle. But I fully recognize that there's people who want to start planning earlier. So for those people, we're going to create a wait list and I am going to open the doors to a select few a little bit earlier and we're going to have a a slightly different program for you so that you can really start the year just how you want to. We're going to help you through the holidays. So stay tuned for that or when you go to the show notes, you can sign up to get on the wait list and hopefully by next week, we'll have a way where we can get in touch with you and we can chat and see if it's a good fit and if you'll really get a lot out of it, which we just got through our weekend retreat where we planned the next 90 days. And just to see what these ladies are doing is unbelievable. It's so cool what happens when you create a plan and you start taking just small little actions toward that plan. And it's so cool to see that there's so many people out there who really just want life to be simpler and healthier and happier and with more ease and joy and that little things can make that possible. So I'm super excited to open up this cohort. Again, if you have questions, always feel free to email me. As I said in the last episode, we're a bit in a weird website moment where we're switching everything over. But as we do that, if you're listening to this in real time, nothing seems to be working. If you're listening to this even a week late, probably everything's up and running and all good again. But as this is going live, we're a little bit um, not not working. So you can get to the show notes, which is good, but you can't get on our email list and we can't notify you and we can't quite be in as much dialogue as we normally would be. All right, you guys, let's get Angela on the podcast and really kick off this holiday season. All right, you guys, I am here today with my friend, Angela, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. It's funny because I plan out my episodes pretty far in advance, and this one we're sort of slipping in there because when I was talking to her last week, I realized that this is something you guys have to hear. So let me just go back a little bit before we get Angela on. Just to tell you that I met this wonderful, joyful person, I think it was about five or six years ago, we were at a, or I want to think it was sooner rather than later, because I'm like, how how much has life progressed since then? But we were at a conference, a gluten-free conference, and um, she was there, I believe, representing a brand, and she was a blogger, and I I happened to be speaking about photography, I think, in in the blogger part, and then I had a booth, and she had a booth, and I don't know, I just loved her. I just, we hit it off, and then we kept seeing each other at gluten and free conferences. And it was just my pleasure to keep seeing her. So it was, it was so fun that she recently joined the year long flow 365. So I've really been getting to know her and it's been so fun. And last week she was telling me all about how she plans for the holidays. And you guys have got to hear this, which is why I'm having her on today. And she runs this fabulous blog, which we're going to get into in the episode, but I just wanted to make sure that you understood that this is going to be an amazing episode. So welcome to the show, Angela. Thanks for having me, Mia. Oh my God. So excited. So I just like want you, I don't even, I don't even know what questions to ask. I feel like we just have to start. So the other day you were saying that you start cooking now. Um, so we're, we're recording this and it will go live soon. So it's October, it's the end of October. Mm -hmm. So that during the holidays, 
you're more relaxed and so that you've spread the cost of groceries out over the course of the fall. And I just thought both of those things were so ingenious and such a sort of easy tweak, I think, to make, right? Like I think today you told me you were, you, you just said, I think you mentioned as we were figuring out what time to talk today that you were saying that you were zipping off to the store because you wanted to make a few things this week. So I just, it just feels so easy to me. So I want everyone to understand how easy it can be. Yeah, it's super easy. Um, you just got to do a little planning ahead, but then your holidays are so much more relaxed and your budget is a lot better. All right. So will you just like, will you just let us into your head? Like, can you lead us through? Like, so if, if I was like, okay, that sounds good, but I don't feel like an organized human being, like how would I start this process? Okay. So the first thing I do is I think about, I, I plan ahead for um, Thanksgiving and Christmas, both Okay. Um, celebrate Christmas. And so um, what I do is I, sit down in an afternoon and I write out my entire menu that I'm going to do for Thanksgiving um, and for Christmas both. And the first time I did that, that was, it took a little bit more time, but I pretty much pull up the same menu every year because um, everybody wants the same things. I might tweak a couple things, um, but for the, you know, maybe do a slightly different salad or a twist on the green beans, but pretty much everybody wants the same thing. They want the traditional same things that they always see. So I make my menu. And then I write my grocery list out. Um, when I do my grocery list um, for both of the meals, um, I will do a list that separates out um, all the pantry items, you know, canned mm. pumpkin or nuts or different things that I might be able to get way ahead of time. Yep. Um, and those items I'm able to, uh, when I go shopping, watch the sale ads mm -hmm. and I pick up the things, you know, as pumpkin comes on sale or as pecans go on sale, I'm able to pick those up when they're on sale and get them ahead. And I pick up a few things a week um, so that I have everything before the holiday hits. And that really helps spread the cost of the holiday and the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it um, also... Um, I'm able to I'm able to get it at a better price than getting it at the very last minute. Okay, so a few things that I'm assuming. So so you're making these two meals, which is yes, which I is mean. also interesting because <laughs> because you're you're the busy mama. I mean, Angela does have three kids. They're not young. Your youngest is in high school, right? Yes, my youngest is in high school. Um, I have one that has just graduated from college this last spring, and one that's in college. Okay, so you're making the meals, which is interesting, and I kind of want to hear about this because I have a feeling it's so that you can have a little bit of control because the part that we haven't told everybody is that all your meals are dairy-free and gluten-free. Yes. Okay. So I, yeah, so I do all the – everybody comes to my house. Yep. Um, and, um, and my mom lives with me as well. And so we are able to have everyone here. Um, I can control the food, which is great to make sure everything's – safe for my kiddos. Um, so I do, and, the, and that's the thing is because I am making so much of it from scratch, I am able to think about what kind of things can I make ahead. So each weekend, um, that's the other part of my menu, is I will um, plan out what I'm going to make ahead of time. Um, I do make my own homemade stuffing bread and that kind of thing. So I can make that ahead of time. I don't have to wait till Thanksgiving to make it that day. Yeah. Um, 
or I make my own, um, like my cookies or say we wanted sweet rolls or something. I'll make those ahead of time and freeze them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you, you enjoy cooking. Is that true? Yes. It's, it's very, very true. And kind of an obscene level. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's like, it's relaxing. It's, it's healthier. You, you have not just you has celiac and issues. So it's helpful to know that your kids are eating the right thing, which I think is really, really, really important to pull out because people get so stressed around the holidays um, around food, especially when you're either trying to stick to a special diet or you're, you have something of which you have to stick to a special diet. And it can just be so stressful. And I think we forget the obvious thing that we can, we can just control it. Like we, we, can, we can just be in charge of the holiday. And if it's not at our home, we could volunteer to cook things. I think we just forget that that, that, that part of it all. Right. And I think the other thing that I have done in the past when um, my kids were younger mm-hmm. and they still had the severe allergies and um, we had celiac and I, we went to other people's houses. I did make our food ahead. And then again, I did make things ahead, but I was able to buy just a turkey breast. And then I would make a turkey breast just for my family, my kids and myself who ha- all had allergies. Um, and I would bring that, just that turkey breast and I would bring our potatoes and our, you know, what I wanted for a vegetable. And I knew those were all safe and uncontaminated and our relatives understood that, you know, that was going to happen and they were good about keeping just one counter set mm-hmm. aside just for us so that, you know, they wouldn't be putting rolls and things up there. Um, so they gave a clean area in the kitchen that was just an area for our food. Um, mm-hmm. but again, I brought our own food because I took charge of that for us. I didn't, ex- you know, okay, I and here's, not, here's a want to do that. Cause she doesn't understand the nuances of cross-contamination. <laughs> right. No. And most people don't like, I mean, I feel like it even takes those of us who need to cook in a certain way, gluten-free, it takes us a little bit to even right. realize, you know, like if we think of our own learning curve and like how good we are now at not having contamination and like noticing situations where it could be contaminated. Like I wasn't always like, I didn't always know that. I wasn't always like that. Right. Um, so it's, I didn't think I was going to go this direction, but, (laughs) but here we go. So, and was that ever, I do get the question a lot of like, I feel, you know, silly or self-conscious that I would be doing things differently. Did you ever have that at the beginning? Um, I actually feel that way a lot for myself. I don't, I, I always feel, um, for just myself when it's just in a situation. However, I have no trouble (laughs) advocating for my kids. Yeah. Isn't that (laughs) funny how we do that? (laughs) Um, I just, um, have learned over time to put a little bit of that tiger mama protection that I have for my children toward myself. Because if, if I end up having to use an EpiPen, that's going to ruin the holiday for everyone. So honestly, <laughs> um, it's just actually being a better guest. And, and fortunately for me also, I do have fantastic relatives that were really open um, and saw such a change yep. in health um, for my kids. And it was so dramatic that um, everybody really just pulled together. And I know not everyone has that situation, but I was very fortunate. Yes, yes, yeah. which is true. And I, I do feel though that even when we don't have that situation at first, um, 
in general, over time, people rally. It's, it's more like that, our own uncertainty at the beginning, like people, it's just like kids not eating. It's like picky eaters. It's the same thing. It's like people just feed on that uncertainty and sort of come in and are they're just mirroring what we're thinking? You know, we're uncertain that we should bring our own gluten-free meal to dinner and we're mere, we're just getting that mirrored back at us. So I feel like the more confident and prepared we can be. Um, it's funny cause it doesn't phase me anymore. It used to phase me all the time, but it doesn't really doesn't phase me anymore. I'm like, yeah. why would I not want to feel well, <laughs> especially on a holiday? Yeah. And that's how my kids feel too. My kids have never, ever felt like they had something different. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, first of all, mo- both of the, my daughters have had to, you know, manage their food allergies for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's something they're very used to, but they also feel better. Um, they've had cross-contamination. I've gotten extremely sick and they like my food better anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it might be because they don't know any better, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it always looks better. So they think it's, they think it must be better. So yep. yeah, a beautiful garnish really helps. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Better. Yeah. Okay. So you were also telling me the other day, and then actually we're going to get back to like the actual days, but you were actually telling me the other day that you also think about, especially with older kids, um, you think about the days around the holidays, which I also thought was really smart. So will you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah. So the other thing that I do like to do, cause I, I um, do a lot of freezer cooking, uh, which means I put things away for another day, um, is I put meals in the freezer. So every weekend coming up to the holidays, I usually try to put um, at least two meals away. Um, And the easiest way to do that for me is um, this week, for instance, I'll be making um, white chicken chili for a meal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will make a double batch and I'm putting half of that away. So during the holidays, when that, when my daughter comes home from college and my son comes over for a couple extra days, I'll have a meal I can just pull out and thaw. I don't have to worry about cooking it from scratch. When I get home from work, I'll be able to um, just enjoy my time with my kids when they're home. Yeah. So, and and also sometimes you're just like, oh, we're going to go get a tree (laughs) or, oh, and it's a last minute thing. Um, So I can pull something out that's already made last minute so we can actually have dinner. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so smart. So you say, put it away. Let's, can we, can we spell that out a little bit (laughs) just for those of us who are like, Oh my God, put something in a freezer. What does that mean? Like, where do I put it away? Okay. Like what is your system for like, how big is the serving? What are you putting it in? Okay. How do you organize all that? Um, so that's the other thing I do when I make my menu plan. So that's why I do take a couple, um, like a little bit of time to do that. Um, but generally I pull up, um, the same menu that I, for freezer ideas that I do the last every couple of years. Um, and so I will, so for chicken chili or something like that, for a chili or a stew or something in that realm, I'll put that away in a freezer container. Um, I do let it cool a bit first, and then I usually let it chill in the refrigerator. Um, I seal it, um, and you know, either you can put it in a free freezer safe glass container with a lid, or you could put it in a freezer gallon size bag. Um, okay. Seal that really, really well, and then um, I'll put it away and chill it completely before I put it in the freezer. Okay. Uh, 
then you want to make sure to label it. Everything looks exactly the same in the freezer. <laughs> you know what? That, that happened to me. <laughs> that it's, totally happened to me. And I put, I got really good about putting dates. And yeah. then th this summer, actually, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get, I, we had another guest and I'll link to in the show notes who did an episode on how she organized her freezer. And I was so overwhelmed by her organization because that was not me. And so I got really inspired and I started freezing. Um, like I just was really good this summer or last summer about freezing stuff. So this summer I was like, I've got to clean out the freezer. And so I took out these three bags that I swear to God were tomatoes and two of them were pumpkin. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how can it look so the same? So we had a lot of pumpkin bread. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> When, one one year, my mom and dad had rhubarb sauce and turkey sock in the freezer. Let me tell you, you don't want to mix those up. Horrific <laughs> soup I've ever had. All right, so you're labeling them. Do you tend to use a bag or a container yourself? Um, it depends on what it is. If it's more um, of a liquid, mm -hmm. um, like a soup or stew, I do like to put them in a freezer bag. Um, or if I'm doing a pre-marinated meat um, okay. or something like that, because then everything kind of, you can get as much air out as possible. Okay. Um, and then I can freeze them flat. So I yep. freeze them really flat on my freezer shelf and then I'm able to stack them very neatly where I can really conserve my space. Okay. Um, the other thing that I do when I do that is I do uh, write on the label that it is saved for holidays I, because I okay. have your meals in there and I don't yeah. want you know my family to go in there and be oh wonderful we have this for just to got eat. it yeah. got it oh my god so infuriating when that would happen yeah 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 okay and then and so then when you okay and so do you you just mentioned the tree thing so I'm guessing not always so you you're freezing these meals and you probably have some sense of how many extra you need to feel good in that week. So maybe your goal is not to cook in that week, right? Around Christmas, maybe you're not wanting to cook that much extra. So then you know you need X amount of meals, but you haven't, it doesn't sound like you've actually assigned them to a day. No, I don't assign them to a day. I kind of like to be a little loose there. Yep. Um, I'm still going to need to get salad or um, yep. some of the things to go with it. Um, but I like to, I do um, have a list of them on the side of my freezer so oh, I get closer to, I like to keep track of what I have in the freezer. Otherwise you can kind of forget. Like, yes. Tomatoes and pumpkins. You don't remember. Oh my God. I love that idea. Yeah. So I put what I have on the side of my freezer. Um, if I have more than one of them, I'll, I'll put, um, like a little box next okay. to it. So if I have two of a lasagna or two of something, I'll, I'll put two boxes. Mm -hmm. so I know. Um, and then I can check it off if I've used it. So, um, got that's it. I, that's how I manage that. But then I can look in the week around Christmas or the week around Thanksgiving and think, okay, I have these in the freezer. What days am I going to plug that in? You know, it, depending on what kind of activities we're going to be doing. Yep. Yeah. Then, then I, I can that. plug it in. And some things I have, um, I might make just for the slow cooker, um, where I'll, preload a freezer bag. So that's what I call it. I'll take a freezer gallon size bag and I'll put all the ingredients in for a dish Okay. for the slow cooker and I'll seal it, um, remove all the air, seal it and label it. And then um, also when I label it, I write down 
how long it needs to be in the slow cooker, um, at what, you know, on high or low for how many hours, and then pop it in the freezer. Because sometimes okay. you want things freshly done out of the, <laughs> freshly cooked instead of, um, Right. But all the work is done. You're not having to go check a recipe. Like it's no thinking is there. Right. I just just need some time. Slow cooker, go off about my day and we come home to a stew. So I love that. That's a great strategy. And is there, is, so is there anything, I mean, especially we're talking gluten-free, dairy-free. So are there certain things that really freeze better than others? Um, don't freeze raw potatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> black. So if you prep a stew, like I was just talking about, what I usually do is I'll um, add the potatoes when I put it into the slow cooker. Okay. You're going to add potatoes. You, sweet potatoes will be great. So if I want to just skip potatoes altogether, I'll put in sweet potatoes. Um, once any kind of recipe that um, has a braising liquid where you're having kind of the more that moisture freezes really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's marinating, that freezes well. Any kind of casserole or um, I've even froze egg bake that works really well or. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I've like, done like, like, um, like a frittata type thing. Yes. I've done that. Wow. And how do you, well, let's talk about the other, well, no, keep going, keep going with your list. Oh, first. And then, um, or like a French toast bake, but I'll, okay. Like French toast bake, I've even frozen unbaked where you thaw it and then mm. pop it into the freezer or, or pop it into the oven in the morning and then um, it's all thawed when you put it in. So Interesting. Because, yeah, so it'll get really nicely fluff, nice and fluffy. Um, yeah, so you can freeze most anything. The, the big thing is just kind of how, to, how you would want to freeze it. I freeze cookies ahead. That's one of the big things I do for the holidays for myself. So yep. I don't do all of it at once. Um, I freeze uh, quick breads. I just did quick breads this weekend. What's a quick bread? Um, uh, pumpkin bread. Okay. Breads and ones that are risen with baking powder or okay. bacon. Got yeah. it. Instead of yeast. Got yeah. it. Instead of yeast. So like you're having them for breakfast or dessert or like tea yeah. or something in the afternoon. Yeah. So cool. I made mini loaves so that we could pull them out for if people stop by or just to have for brunch or yeah. Yeah. I need to have rules I think around this or like just get stuff into the freezer. I don't think anyone would, I don't think anyone would disturb my freezer, (laughs) but but definitely it's hard for me to double batch things in a weekend because I feel like one day one gets eaten and then second, it seems like you really have to be making a lot. Oh yeah. Well, the one thing is um, I, um, when I, one of the things that I do to kind of save time for myself is for, I'm going to use the chili as an example again, is, um, if I'm loading my slow cooker for myself to make the chili, mm-hmm. I'll make a second batch in a freezer bag at the same time. So I can just seal up the freezer bag. If I like pre-cooked the meat or rinsed off all the beans and they're all cooked, I've got them all in the bag with the onions and everything, the seasonings. And I've got the same thing in the slow cooker. I've got one already done and cooked for that evening. And then the other one I can seal up and then write down how long it needs to go. And then you just toss that in the freezer and then you don't have to um, cook it. Cook it. And really, if you're chopping up two onions, it doesn't take that much more time than chopping up one. Right. Yeah. And so things like the chili, because you've used it in both examples, yeah, I know. Like is, are there things that are better to cook versus not cook? 
or is that just like a preference of like that you want some stuff that feels more fresh? Um, it's kind of more of a preference for me. I just, I like to come home to that smell. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then some, and also when I'm free cooking things, um, all the way before I freeze them, I feel like you have to cook them just a little bit less. So it's almost done, not quite completely browned, unless you're talking baked goods, but you know, like a casserole or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't want it to be completely cooked on the top. You know, I don't want that totally brown cause it's going to finish browning. Right. So, um, a lot of times when I'm assembling a, like a casserole, I won't cook it. I'll just layer it and get it together and then I'll freeze it. Got it. Yeah. All right. I love this. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost excited to do it. <laughs> now Instagram stories will tell whether this actually happens, but I, I really am. Although, because actually, you know, Thanksgiving is my favorite. Like I love Thanksgiving because we actually don't commit to doing anything in Thanksgiving. We've done a little bit differently and there will be a whole other episode on this, but one of the things we decided to do when we had to go gluten-free was just change it up because we were all like, actually, we don't really like turkey. <laughs> so oh. we've had we've had years. Well, I'm vegan, but the other everyone else was like, actually, we don't really care. Um, and they weren't attached yet to all the stuff. So we started like just each picking something that we love that we don't usually make. So many years somehow we, it, it turns Asian on us. So we've made sushi like that we would never make. We've made all sorts of things that we would just never make. And then that, that's our weird Thanksgiving, <laughs> but like the, the after part. So Friday for us has always sort of been a down sort of reading day. In recent years, I've um, started leading a, a how to make an advent calendar on that day, just because I like anything I can do to help people not feel like they need to be shopping. Um, <laughs> but but for the most part, it's like always quiet, and I find that I can be so taken away from like just being able to be present with my family and with my kids and to whatever I'm doing. It's so easy on those days to feel like you're in the kitchen all freaking day, you know, like on those days when everyone's home, like you could just be in there cooking and washing dishes for eight hours straight if you're not careful. Right. <laughs> so I love this because it feels like it really takes that away. It does. And actually, I don't mind Thanksgiving as far as it being so busy because in the kitchen because I've made so much ahead of time. Yeah. Um, usually my I've um, divided up my menu and anything that's I really have to make closer mm -hmm. um, to the day I um oh what am I trying to say I might prep it ahead you know I'll make a gravy base or I'll I make the cranberry sauce about two days ahead yep. <laughs> so it's done and that kind of thing so by the time Thanksgiving dinner really comes I'm just you know popping a turkey in a roaster and then yeah you know, a couple hours beforehand, I'm putting everything else in the oven that's already prepped. So, um, it, it works out really well for me. To I love that. that ahead. And you're posting your, this whole thing, aren't you? Is that true? Did we, yes. did we say that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we can all go find <laughs> Angela's holiday recipes on your blog, right? Yes. I'll, um, I have a Thanksgiving package that, um, will be up and then, um, just kind of, I'll kind of walk through how I, each week, what I'm putting up um, into the freezer. Um, 
both my cookies that I might be making toward the holidays and kind of my thought process on how I break that down. And your freezer meals too, or no? Yes, they'll do right. be in there. Yeah. You know what? I am just going to follow your rules and see what happens because I actually really now want to know how to make the white bean chili. <laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> I have some vegan things on there too for you, so it'll be great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, my kids eat chicken, so that's fine. Um, okay, cool. Uh, that's so exciting. So we'll put that link for everyone who's really now excited in the show notes, because that is super exciting that someone would have thought through this. Though I did want you to come explain because what I do find is the more and more people that I go through this with, because you've always been a cook, but I have not always been a cook. And when people ask me about cooking, I still have to admit that I don't, I don't love it in the way that I can hear in your voice you do. I just have really learned to love to feel good. And it used to be that food made me feel like shit. Sorry, I shouldn't curse on, on podcasts, but it, um, food just used to make me feel really bad. And so I've learned to love to be in the kitchen because I like, I really want to feel well. Like I don't want to feel sick all the time. So it's a little bit different that way. But I do find that we sort of start to have to plan for ourselves um, a little bit. So I love that you have this plan. And then I think everyone just needs to sort of really fit it into their family and see how that works. And so I love having, I love having the actual plan, but I just also love understanding your thought process um, because then I think it's easy to sort of make it your own. Right. And you can, totally can. The thing that I think is so interesting is um, people think that I, because I do love to cook so much and I just really like to play in the kitchen. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean I like to cook every single day. Yes. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's never ending. It never stops. Yeah. They want meals. Everybody wants food. Um, day after day, you know, um, several times a day. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I enjoy playing in the kitchen, but I don't want to have to be at people's yeah. all, all the time. So this is how I have learned to kind of plan ahead for myself so that I can um, take some time off because that's a gift to me. Yeah. Um, that's why I do freezer cooking throughout the year as well. Um, and I, I utilize my slow cooker because a couple times a week I pull something out of the freezer so that, or out of my slow cooker so that I don't have to really cook that day. And yeah. that's kind of a gift I can give to myself a couple times a week, even just to take care of me. <laughs> on yes. a busy day. Yeah. I love that. And I love the efficiency of it. And I'm actually thinking now, I imagine that in the Christmas quote unquote vacation or the kids time off that eventually, because you've been so organized and a lot's coming out of the freezer, like you probably get that itch again because it's winter to like cook again for January and February. So probably it's probably like cyclical because it, 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 there is something, I mean, I talk about batching time all the time and, and batching work stuff, but batching food is also super like, why wouldn't you save that time if you can, especially if you're going to, if it's something you eat more than, you know, you eat often enough or, or right. you would eat, you would eat more than once, which hopefully is most things that you make. Right. And we, we use that as a tool to spend time as a family too. Um, and yep. also I use that to teach my children how to cook. They have all have food allergies. They really are going to need to know how to cook for themselves. So, um, so the I'll batching moments you mean? Yeah, so we'll make pizzas, a whole bunch of pizzas for the freezer, gluten and dairy-free ones. Um, I usually make two or three different kinds at a time, and 
we set up the whole table with toppings and somebody's on crusts and somebody's on, you know, putting toppings on and then we just go and somebody else is on wrapping them up and running them down to the freezer. <laughs> so what um, do you put it, what do you put it on a, a pizza? Oh, um, so I use, I go to, um, just our local, like a party store, mm-hmm. uh, get those little aluminum tray catering mm-hmm. trays. You can get them mm-hmm. like five of them for really inexpensive in a package, mm-hmm. like five for $5. And, um, I lay a piece of parchment on top of those. Mm-hmm. And then I pat my um, gluten-free dough is very soft and sticky, so I have to pat it out mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to kneading it. And we pat the dough out on there and use that as the form to hold the pizza so that mm-hmm. it doesn't break in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I don't bake on that. So I'm able to slide the parchment off and pop it in the oven. Mm. It, yeah, it works out really well. And if you do that... When you and you put it in a cold oven and you turn it on a frozen pizza, it'll do that thing that those fancy pizzas do at the grocery store. Well, they'll it'll thaw and start to rise and bake off. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, it works out really well. So um, we'll do. And that. so you're not cooking the crust before you no, put toppings on it. Oh, that's no, cool. and it kind of work quickly so it doesn't raise. So we that's why we yep. have team to do it together yeah I feel like I've learned like I feel like that's my biggest lesson from this because like I don't know I even took a freezer class once and we made um what do you call the the oh my god why am I blanking on the um, enchiladas we made enchiladas oh yeah um which do freeze really well actually oh they freeze wonderful um and we made lasagna and both of those things though are relatively hard to make like in real life. Right. So it definitely, there was efficiency to doing more so that you're like freezing one, but they're, they, they are time consuming like things to make, whereas a stew feels a little bit easier. So I love the idea of the stews and I love the idea of the things that you don't even cook first. Cause that makes it even so much better. Right. Like and there's no cooking involved and you're just chopping and putting them in bags and then making this meal. Right. And I do that a lot where I'll, um, um, in the summertime, I'll pre-marinate things um, in, in the marinade. So it's already all seasoned and flavorful and ready to go. So on a beautiful afternoon, and I know we're going to maybe grill, I can just pull that out um, and let it, you know, we're going to have that for dinner and just make a salad and dinner's done. We just have to <laughs> grill it. It's already seasoned. Um, if it's something that's got a really great, maybe a teriyaki seasoning or something, we can, I can slice up what I've frozen in the marinade and turn it into a stir fry, depending on what's in the garden that day. Mm. Um, so that works really well for me in the summertime and not just doing, you know, stews and that kind of thing where you can change those into different things. I love that. Yeah. All right. So we know a lot. We now have a resource that we can go download and not really have to think through Thanksgiving or Christmas, which seems really awesome. My kids might just get a real Thanksgiving this year. We're going to see. <laughs> We're going to see because stuffing all this is stuffing to me right at this moment is sounding really good. Gluten-free, dairy-free stuffing. It is getting chilly out. I know it is. It's feeling a little wintry. So that's awesome. So thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else that we've missed? Any question that I've missed asking just in my naivety about planning this way? Um, I do not think so. I think the only thing I might want to emphasize, emphasize is that when I um, plan that, um, 
plan what I'm going to put up over on a weekend or on a week. Um, just to remember that if if you don't have a weekend time, if you have time during the week to do something, sometimes you have a longer day or you have different days off, that can be a day that you utilize to do that, not just doing it, it on a weekend like I do or, yeah. It doesn't have to be a Sunday. Like, no, you don't have to do it on a Sunday. You can do it whenever. And just um, there are stolen moments you can take. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, to prep something ahead, um, even just for your meals that week. Right. And I find that I've gotten better and better at that. So I assume I'll get better and better at this freezing thing. Like you just start to understand how long times take, like how long things take. So if you have a half hour, I could do this. Or if I have an hour, I could do this. And right. you know, there's one day a week where one of my kids gets out of school earlier. So you could, you know, if you don't schedule your afternoon, you can do X. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then you can have more of an open time later for something else. Right, on the weekends, yeah. which is cool. I'm excited for Christmas cookies too. Oh my gosh. Really, yes, and that is the one thing you do have to tell your family is off limits. Yes. <laughs> it's very, very exciting to have them in the freezer. Yes, and it's so exciting to have gluten-free, dairy-free ones that everybody loves. So this is good. It's so exciting. So thank you. And we'll put that link. And then one other question. So you're super organized, like super organized, I would say, more organized than I, especially about this food thing. So tell us a little bit, I'm, I'm now totally transitioning into this idea of Flow 365. So we've been working with, we've been all in this group of 10 women for 90 days because we're about to do our second 90 day cycle. So tell me a little bit about what, like what that has meant. So if you are super organized, what, what has that meant to you just the time that you've been in it? And this is just curiosity. Um, well, I'm only super organized with food. So. <laughs> so. We all have our thing, right? I know. That's my thing. Um, not anything else, really. Um, so for me, it has been my first 90 days was a little bit crazy just in my personal life at home. We had some stuff going on. Um, and so the biggest thing for me was knowing that I could give myself permission to um, stop and take care of what I needed to um, and take care of me and, and um, knowing that I, I had a plan and a list and an idea of where I was going and I, I knew what I was going to do and it was okay to take a week off if I needed to, mm -hmm. to take care of what I had to do for my family um, and to give myself permission for that. Um, normally I would, I would try to push through <laughs> and, yeah. um, it's not really a good thing for me, um, or anyone. So, um, knowing that I had permission and knowing that it was going to be still there <laughs> and, but I, I had a plan and so it was okay, yes. uh, which was great. Um, the other thing, uh, is that I ha I have, I'm an idea girl. I always have these ideas, <laughs> big ideas. Um, but I don't really know, um, they just kind of lay around because I don't really know how to implement them or where I'm going to get there or where I'm going to find time to do that. Mm -hmm. And the idea of, um, doing like I would with food, just setting aside time to do that. Well, I couldn't think of that on my own, but, um, it has been really fantastic for me. Um, and to start my day. Um, off in a way that kind of where I'm looking over what my plan is for the day and for my week has really helped me implement the changes I wanted to do 
um, in a better way. So that's been very helpful. I love that. And you, and we, and you have the accountability, I guess, as well of the group, which, yes, you, never, which you don't have on your own. And now, now I have the accountability for the frozen food because I'm really excited to do this <laughs> with you. Um, I love that. I love that. And just so everyone knows, one of the things that, one of the big ideas that you are doing is a smoothie book. So after we've all gotten through the holidays and eaten what we haven't wanted to and what we haven't wanted to, we'll have this amazing resource to make smoothies, which I think is such a great tool to uh, reset and have quick food if we haven't put everything in the freezer. I feel like smoothies might be my equivalent of a freezer. I probably have too many of them, but when in doubt, I go to the blender. I can't do that for my whole family, but I I certainly do that for myself. You know, I make freezer packs for my smoothies too. So I'll have to tell you how to do that too as well. Ooh, so we'll look for that in this yeah. in this ebook. I love that because yeah. it's true. It just has to do with, with planning and prepping so you know what you can grab. Yep, and then you just toss them in, blend it, put in your liquid and you're good to go. <laughs> well, thank you, Angela. Thank you so much. I feel like there was thousands of gems in this. So I hope everyone appreciates this. And I'm really excited to just, be able to put my feet up a little bit more this holiday season. Now I have to figure out dishes, but I think maybe that gets to be somebody else's job. I'll, I'll help. I'll put a list up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope in your house, other people wash the dishes because you're like, you know, doing so much. Well, um, actually, that's kind of the rule. You guys should try it out. And Thanksgiving at Christmas, I might put the food on the table, but I never wash a dish. <laughs> yes, this is so, so you, so you really do get quite a relaxing day. I love this whole idea that this can be, that this job that feels like it, it creates so much stress in sometimes in our life, you know, that this idea that we have to create 21 meals a week, you know, for a variety of people and different desires or whatnot. Um, you know, in different levels of eating at different stages in their life. Like it can feel so stressful, but I love that it could also, there's a way to flip that and it could actually be self care. Like if we plan for it and think about it. So that's my leaving, like that's my leaving thought. Cause I just think that that's so amazing that there's probably so many things in the world that can have that same sort of flip flop thing. Yep. I think so too. All right. Well, thank you, Angela. Thanks for having me on, Mia. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. All right. At the end of every episode, we go over three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. And this episode is no shortage of things that we can take action on. And here's the deal behind doable changes. The idea is that you pick one thing and that you really commit to it and you take action on it. You put things in your calendar, you play around with how they fit into your life so that you can actually move toward that goal or habit. All right, number one from this podcast episode, plan your holiday meals. And as you can hear, we can do this today. Plan what you will serve for any holidays where you are hosting or if you need to prepare food for your family so that they can eat the way that you want them to. Write out the menus for these meals and any other special foods you plan to make. Christmas cookies are a great example of this. Maybe you just want to give them away as gifts, but these are all things that you have to do in your kitchen. So write it all down. Make a plan. And then make a master shopping list for all the foods you need to buy. And as Angela explained in this episode, one of the things you can experiment with is planning in your calendar when you're going to cook what and when 
you're going to buy what so you can spread the budget out over the course of the holiday season. Now, I think this is ingenious and it is totally something that I am trying. Number two, prep holiday meals ahead. Cooking or prepping ahead a little each week can make your holidays so much easier. Who wants to be in the kitchen 24-7 when you're home with your family for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate when those kids are home from school? Find a time that works for you each week to do a little extra cooking for the holidays. Angela has created an amazing blog post for us and a Thanksgiving menu and a Christmas menu and how we can prep ahead. She has literally mapped it all out. So make sure to go to the show notes and check that out. It is literally amazing. And don't forget the tip that she shared that prepping food ahead doesn't always mean cooking it ahead. This was one of my favorite strategies that I heard because it means that I can in a bag, in a freezer bag, put all the ingredients for a soup or a stew or something that I want to make and cook it in real time, which is really appealing to me as somebody who always wants to make something fresh. I do this already with smoothies, so there's a tip for you if you don't already do that. Okay, number three, and I kind of got ahead of myself, batch and freeze. So Angela recommends doubling up on what you are cooking as a way to stock your freezer with meals that will make the days around the holidays easier. The idea of filling your freezer came up recently to help moms with busyness as they were getting ready for a launch. Remember that? So having meals in the freezer is a gift to yourself. It's self-care because you can nourish yourself and your family and get a break on a day that you need it. We can't know ahead if we need that break and freezing meals is such a great tool. One of the things I want you to remember is how Angela puts a list on the side of her fridge so she knows exactly what's in her freezer because you guys, y'all, you ladies, Everything looks the same in the freezer. So it's so good just to have a list so you remember what's in there and it doesn't get buried. And you look at that list and then you find the thing and you put it in the pot or the oven or your slow cooker and voila, in no time at all, you have a meal that wasn't stressful to make. So I love all these strategies. I hope you guys go check out Angela's post. And I will be doing a bit of this. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram um, stories where I will be sharing as I do little things that are moving me toward my holidays. All right, you guys, I'll see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals Podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.